say, potential, Acts 20, 24, but none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself, so that I may finish my race with joy and the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus Christ to testify the gospel of the grace of God. Potential. We have potential. We have a ministry received from the Lord Jesus Christ. Each one of us have ministry in us. We have his ministry. Amen. Which is like unlimited potential. Amen. Because he's unlimited, right? So we have his unlimited potential in us. We have a call. We have a purpose. We have him. We have the creator of all the universe. We have the one who tells the sea how far it can go. We have the one who flung the stars in the sky, in the heavens, the moons, and all the planets. We have him, the creator of everything, the lover of your soul, the one who paid a price for you, the one who went to a cross for you, the one who loves you more than he loved his own life. Amen? We have him living in us. And we have so much potential. We're on a journey here to live authentically. So we're on this journey. And we're and part of this is we're striving to peel, peel away the falsehoods, the facades. Okay. Striving to peel away the falsehoods, the facades, and other fetters. Fetters. You know, fetters is a word like chains. And it's like... A, things that bind us, yokes, things that drag us down, the things the enemy has put on our life. He's bound our minds. He's bound our hope. He's bound places in us that we can't see truth because there are fetters there, territory that he's taken through unforgiveness, through shame, through rejection. Amen? So, We're striving to peel away these things, to take the fetters away that keep us from maximizing our true potential. Everything in this ministry is about this this vision over here, the kingdom life. Once we get through the trial, once we pass through that narrow place where it's tight, I mean, we can go either way. It's just like when they told me my son was being helicoptered to Memorial Hospital. I could go either way. Fear was right there and so was faith. Both of them were standing at attention and crouching like, a, you know, like I could either one. And so once we get through the narrow place and we get through the trial and we hold on to the word, the very word that came to us before the trial, then we can enter into the enlarged place That's the promises, the promise of the word. We can receive, we can believe, we can obtain, receive all the promises of God. Amen? So part of the problems in our soul is that we don't know how to get through the trial because we have wounds in our soul that need to be healed. And these wounds hold us back. They keep us in deception. And so the enemy has his hidden places in us, in his in little hidden rooms, that we're not even aware of, but we're stripping it away. We're bringing a light into every area of our soul, right? So that we can enter into the promised land, into the enlarged place. Amen. So think about this. We have true potential that has never, ever been maximized. Each one of you right now has potential in you that has never been tapped into. 
but yet it's there. It's in the Father's vision of you, the Father's dream of you, the Father's desire for you, the thing he discussed with you before he ever brought you into this earth. True potential is there that has never been tapped into, never been touched, never been acknowledged. So as we clean up the soul, as we do our soul work, as we strip away the falsehoods, then the true potential is going to become more, uh, we're going to become aware. The first step, we're going to become aware of the potential. And just like being with an apostle, he's going to see potential before we see it in us. He's going to know it. He's going to call out the gift. He's going to see there's potential there that you have not even been able to tap into or see yet. Amen. But thank God we're under an apostolic leadership because he's called to see the gift. He's called to see the promise for each person. He doesn't just sit home all day and think about himself. No, he puts before God every face that he comes across, everyone that he sees because there's purpose that has to be tapped into. Amen. So potential is unused, unrealized power to do and to become. To do and become. So we will become and we will do power that we've never ever tapped into. We've never ever done before. We've never ever became before. Potential is what is possible as opposed to actual. Okay, so we are actually where we're at today. We're actually... You know, we've grown this far. We've journeyed this far. I, th- I think the babysitter's coming in a, in a minute. So we we do have somebody coming. Brooke's coming. So we do have, we are actually at a level, right? And thank God we're not where we used to be. I mean, we look at where we were a year ago. Whoo, hallelujah. We can just stop and have a worship, praise and worship service right there. <laughs> Put it like like Eric White. Put a praise there. Put a praise there. Amen. Put a praise there. Amen. Yeah, thank God. We're not where we used to be. But guess what? There's more. Isn't that exciting? There's more. Isn't that God is the God of more? There's always more. That's why the scripture talks about folds of glory. Every time he moves, every time he breathes, every time he... it's like folds and folds and folds of glory that we can go to glory to glory. There's so much more. And just think a year ago, you didn't know what you know now. Look how much revelation you've received in one year. Get ready. We got a year ahead of us now. Get ready. Amen. Isn't that awesome? Potential is what is possible as opposed to what is actual. Potential is is capable of being or becoming. We are building our capacity or potential for great things God has in store for us. We're building our capacity. Every time we clean up a little soul virus and and that little dead tree gets moved out, you know, it just disintegrates. And the word is put there. Life is put there. And we're we're building new life. We're building a capacity to learn at another level, to think at another level, to see in the spirit at another level, to discern in the spirit at another level. Amen. Not only is it potential in the flesh, but it's potential in the spirit. 
Every time our soul, a part of our soul is healed and renewed and we have new growth, new life, then capacity is in place. It's there. It just has to be tapped into. Amen? So to reach your potential, you must refuse to be among those who never explore the hidden potential that lies deep within. So that's that's something to think about. It's like this. You must not be someone who refuses to explore the hidden potential. So, you know, we've had exercises in this class where we asked Holy Spirit to show us things. Amen. We, we saw some things about potential that God had, some visions for us that is there. Also, we have had the apostles say things to us that we feel there's something there. But we must be this. You must, you must refuse to be among those who don't explore. There are a lot of people, they hear something or they hear a prophecy and, oh yeah, oh, okay, okay. I mean, it's like, it, it's like um, if we don't begin exploring, it's like this. Uh, I remember when, um, when I first stepped here, there was Brother Chambers was one of them who said, you have healing in your hands. Then I think Dick, uh, uh, what's his name, Dean, he said, you have healing in your hands. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, right, all right, yeah. I mean, you know, but then deep inside of me, there was a part of me that felt that's true, you know, because I have Jesus. So there's a part of me that believed it. Well, it wasn't until I began to exercise that. But see, I didn't, I didn't do that on my own. Gene had me get up here. He pushed, he pushed. I could have, I could have said, no, I'm not going to do that. You see, we can't do that. We have to be willing. Yes. And if he sees something, then you just got to go with the flow. No matter how scary it is, no matter what is going on in your soul, like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. What if they don't get healed? You know, but people did get healed. People did get healed. And so the potential was there all along. Amen. But you've got to be willing to say, I'm not going to be one of those who refuses. I'm not going to be one of those who runs away. I'm not going to be one of those who won't explore. It's like this. If you feel like the Lord's given you a gift or he wants to put uh, healing uh, in your hands or, or, or you or give you a boldness to move or speak into somebody's life, then you've got to go with it. Now, it can be scary. I, listen, the first time Mother Hines, we were in New York, and she said she had all her major prophets. These guys are like seasoned prophets. Okay, you have a table, you have a table, you have a table, a table of people, right? And she said, oh, and Zinni, I'm putting you on that table. Well, that just scared the living daylights out of me. I mean, you know, I didn't know about prophesying. But it was amazing because, and, and, and as one of the prophets walked by, I said, here, rub on me. I need some of what you've got. Because, I mean, you're sitting at a table, and they're all looking at you. They're looking at you. To, you know, I need a word from you, from the Lord. To speak. Now, that's it, it can be, in that moment, fear can take you over. But I, I'm like, Lord, 
I'm going to yield to the Holy Spirit right now. And I'm like, that was how, that was it. I was like, this is not me. I cannot do this. I'm going to have to yield to the Jesus. But I could have refused. I could have said, hey, I don't, I've never done that. I don't feel comfortable. I, I could speak the wrong thing. But what I did was I sat down. I took one person's hand to the right of me. I took their hands. I looked into their eyes and I began to open my mouth. And then the Lord spoke. And he spoke to each one and touched each one of them individually. They were weeping. They were touched. It was exactly the word they needed because it came from him. But I had to learn how to yield and I had to do it quickly. You know, I had to do it quickly. I had to put take the fetter of fear. That's a fetter. That's something that can bind you. Well, you know, but I've never done that before. Whatever. I had to set that aside. And so, you know, Mother Hines saw something and I had to go with it because the Lord was in it. Amen? And so we have to refuse to be among those who never explore. Listen, there are a lot of people. They're too shy. They're, they feel inadequate. They feel a whole lot of like, you know, I'm, I've messed up too much in life. You know, there are people out there who feel like I've just sinned way too much. God could never use me. And that you are exactly the one he's wanting to use. <laughs> you are it. You are marked. That's why the devil's been after you for so many years and tormenting you and getting you in so much trouble because you were the one. Amen. He saw the devil knew before you did. So, yeah, you are qualified. You are absolutely qualified. So we must, we must refuse to sit in front of a TV and be entertained by other people's success. There are a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of people that's, that, that their life is like that. They don't move forward because they're just consumed with watching everybody else. And we don't want to do that. We want to be in the action. We want to be part of the story that Jesus himself is telling where the book is written. Amen. Don't you want it written in the book that you were one who brought somebody to Christ, that you were one who, who the Lord used to heal, that you were the one who spoke into somebody's life and because of that they never committed suicide? I mean, I think about uh, Paul Hodge. I mean, he was the one who was used to bring Mr. Hall to Christ. Amen? Don't, don't you know that's written in that book? Don't you want to be the one? Amen. We want to be the one. Amen. So we have to muster up the courage to leave the shorelines of comfort and familiar, 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 say it, familiarity. My mouth is not working right now and I don't know why. It's weird. We have to muster up courage and leave the shorelines of comfort and what's familiar. <laughs> And become all we are destined to be. All right? Okay. You got to leave the shoreline. You got to get on the boat. If you don't get on the boat, guess what? You might be required to walk on water. <laughs> Amen? Because God's got to call. Huh? So either way, you're destined. Amen? And you can either get on the boat. 
and get with God's program or you might have to just walk on water real fast. <laughs> Amen. So we want to leave the shorelines. We want to move on. We have the potential to do all sorts of things, but we must focus on the thing that God has assigned you alone. You alone. You are the only one for a particular assignment that he has. Amen. And I've heard people talk like, you know, I've heard people say, um, I heard Catherine Kuhlman, I heard she said that she really believed that God had called a man to do to do what she did, but the man evidently didn't step into the place, and then the Lord put the mantle on her. But you alone are assigned. And you know what, how awful it would be if there really is a man that was called to to carry those, that mantle, how would it be when he goes to heaven and the Lord shows him everything that was he was supposed to do? Oh, we don't want to do that. No. We want to, we want to carry the mantle, carry the torch, the thing that God assigned for us. Amen? We want to go all the way. We want to refuse to let anything get in our way. We want to get determined. Get determined to get our soul right. Get determined to get it right. Amen. Understand what your assignment and or your boat is and master it and sell that ship. Okay, so you have a part, whatever it is. If you're, if the Lord has called you to be a pastor, if the Lord has called you to be a teacher, if the Lord has called you to be a singer, if the Lord has called you, whatever it is, you need to master it and be good at it. Amen. That means you have a part in working in it. You may need to study something. You may need to put time into something and study. Amen. All right. So we need to we need to be the we need to master it and sell that ship. We don't need to be it can't be just like something that drops out of the sky. You have to do your part. Amen. You have to do your part. And part of that mainly is just putting taking a step forward in that direction amen one step the tiniest step it's amazing how god just does like ten thousand steps for you <laughs> if you do one he'll do the other okay here's a here's a quote you know i like to use little quotes to make us think this is from eric from and it says man's main task in life is to give birth to himself to become what he potentially is. The most important product of his effort is his own personality. The most important product of your effort is your personality, your soul. Amen? You have a personality. We, we've we learned in this ministry about the different gems, which tells us personalities. If, if you haven't had that test, then ask Mr. Hall or Lee to get you that test because that will tell you if you're mainly... Uh, like an emerald, an emerald is somebody who who does accounting and numbers. They like details. Their their closets all organized a certain way. Everything has an order. They can only do one thing this way at a particular order. Uh, Ruby is somebody who are like visionaries. They run businesses, corporations. They're very competitive. They like challenges. They have a personality. 
You know, a pearl is somebody who wants to save the whales, hug everybody. They're the ones who get most abused because they'll work harder than anybody, stay longer than anybody, because they just love and they want to work and work and do and do. And then you have the sapphire, which is the one who is running late half the time, <laughs> likes to have wild colors on, likes uh, to be, you know, they they think like they don't particularly think in any kind of order, and they like you know they're the party. They like to have the party, <laughs> you know. So anyway, that's that's a personality. Well, every personality it has is geared towards particular gifts. Like a sapphire has got to have people around them all the time. They love the people. Well, they are mainly going to be your evangelist. Amen. They love to be out in front. They like to be noticed. They like to wear the crazy colors, you know. And, and so they have potential to be an evangelist. Pastors are going to be more your pearls. They're going to have some pearl in them because they're going to really care, take time to really care about people. So apostles are going to be rubies. The rubies are apostles. So anyway, each personality, if you haven't had the tests, then get Lee or Mr. Hall to get you the test. So you can figure out what your what different parts of your personality are most strong. Amen? It'll help you in life, and it'll also help you learn how to communicate to other personalities. Amen? Amen. So we want to... We want to... Find the potential of our personality and our soul and everything that we've been through because everything that the enemy has done to you has got potential now that God can use. Amen. There's always, God has always taken everything that's ever happened and he's turning around for ministry for, for the good of all. Amen. Potential. What is keeping you from total expression of all that you were meant to be, to do, or to accomplish? These are questions that you need to examine in your soul. And as you do this, the Lord may reveal wounds in your soul. He may reveal to you. So anytime we have questions in this class, you always ask. You can answer it yourself, but always go to the Holy Spirit. And ask him to answer it. And you'll, you might see two totally different answers. When you answer it yourself from your mind, from your intellect, what you know. And then when you ask the Holy Spirit. Okay? So there is, there is something that has been keeping you from a, being the total expression of what God has created you to be. The total expression of every bit of potential that he put in you. Amen? So you need to examine your soul. Ask your questions. What are the weights, the doubts, the fears, the spots, the negative beliefs, other encumbrances that are keeping you from fully expressing your divine self? Amen? And each one of those in that question you need to look at each one of those. Don't just read that quickly. There are weights. It could be debt. It could be financial uh, problems. It could be uh, problems in the family. Weights. There are doubts. 
Where in your life do you have doubt? I should have added the word dread in there because dread was one of my biggest things too. Dread. I should have added that. I need to make a note to do it. What is the dread in your life? Well, I dreaded. I have a dread because when I got out of college or even before I was, even before, I mean, when I started college, I was like a workaholic, working three jobs, going to school full time. And I lived by moments. I, I, I lived off of 15 minute naps a day, 15 minutes here and 15 minutes there. And that's how I lived for years. And I dread ever being pushed and worked like that again. That's a dread I have. So when our schedules get busy, like when um, all of a sudden Mother Hines was wanting us to go here and go there, there was a part of me that was like, <gasps> because I didn't want so much called on me, you know, because there was a dread that came up, like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't want my schedule to be like, you know. And so I have to deal with that dread. Just the fact that I'm in tax season right now and that I'm having to take Mondays and teach a class and put time into that. That's like part of me at the beginning of the tax season is like, oh, how am I going to do that, you see, and get and take care of my clients. So there's a dread, a fear, and a dread that I, a doubt, a doubt that, you know, can I really do that? Can I really pull that off? Is God's grace sufficient? <laughs> You see what I'm saying? Each one of these things you need to look at because there's something inside. There are things inside of you that are holding you back. And a lot of times you might not know it until you step out, until you go forward. And then all of a sudden you might feel, you know, that dread or that doubt or that fear or that weight, that spot, that negative belief or any kind of encumbrances, right? Keeping you from expressing your full self. There's something there and you want to tap into it and you may have to move forward before it ever shows up. Amen? Ask God, what is my assignment? Now, every day we need to do that. Before you get out of bed, first thing you should do is just thank him for the day. Thank him and have thanksgiving and thank you, God, for this wonderful day. And then ask him, Lord, what is my assignment? Not only for my life, but what is my assignment today? And he may actually show you something. He may bring somebody's face to you. He may, you may, he may show you that you need to call somebody or write somebody a note, a thank you note. Or uh, that there'll be something there that day. And then if he doesn't show you, then commit that your steps are ordered by the Lord and that as you go through your day, your assignment will come to you. Amen? Amen. So ask God, what is my assignment? Ask yourself, what have I invested in maximizing my potential in that area? Okay, so if your assignment is, what, if your assignment is to be a teacher, have you maximized your potential in that area? If your assignment is to be a pastor, have you maximized your potential in that area? Have you have you done every everything that you can? You know, the Holy Spirit works with what we give it to work with. It's like um, I heard, was it Dr. Siddiqui? And I'd never heard this before, but he said, um, like if 
the Holy Spirit's not going to tell you to go invest in such and such stock unless you've taken time to study stocks. If you've taken time to study that, then the Holy Spirit's going to speak to you in that area. You know, like real estate. If you've taken time to study some real estate and, and the areas of real estate, then the Holy Spirit can speak to you about that because he's got something to work with. Amen? Does that make sense? Amen. So we want to ask ourselves, what have I invested in maximizing my potential? Envision now what your potential maximized would look like. What would it look like? Your potential maximized. I could see Mamie. She's like, I, I don't know. <laughs> That's okay. Because... um. The Holy Spirit will show you, and we've done that exercise about the open door, and that showed a lot of people a lot of things. And as your soul becomes more pure, as your soul becomes more healed, then he'll begin to unfold and show you more and more. So you just have to let him do it and let him show you. So that exercise is just a matter of getting quiet before the Lord and and not having any agendas and just letting him show you and maybe we'll do that again one day soon for those of you who feel like you need to revisit that amen we might do that soon we may even do it today we'll see okay so what we want to do is envision what our potential maximize would look like. So we need a vision. You know, the Lord said, write the vision down. Make it plain. We need a vision. You have a part. You have a place. You have a part even in this ministry. Each one of you are here. You have a part in this ministry. Amen. You have a, a purpose. Now imagine how it might look like with God working in and through you. Listen, don't limit yourself. God can use you in miraculous ways, in ways you may not have seen before. So as your souls get healed, you're going to see that God has many, many gifts and many, many callings, and you're going to learn how to move in the Spirit this ministry is awesome because we learn just by through praise and worship and being so close to God through that. We are connected to His Spirit. Amen? And we begin to learn how to move and navigate in the Spirit. And it's awesome. Amen? So, ask God to show you and then ask Him to do it. So once He's shown you something, Whatever it is, ask him to do it. Ask him to open the door and and make the opportunities start to happen. Amen. Amen. And just remember this, everywhere that you've had the most trials, everywhere that the enemies beat you up the most, whatever your mess has been, that is your message. <laughs> that is your ministry. So I, I'm an example because now I'm doing soul shifters because I've had a messed up soul for a long, long time. Amen? So that's my ministry. Potential. 
That is what the scriptures mean when they say, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. That's not just in, you know, when we die and go to heaven. That's now. That's now in this earth realm. Amen? That's not, the you know, in this sky, wonder, blue, by and by. That's now. Amen? So the Holy Spirit can begin to show you some of these things. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love it. You know, just like Carl was saying, his mind was being blown. Well, that's God. That's how he operates. He's in the mind-blowing business. If your mind's getting blown, you're on the right track. Amen? Amen. Okay, so right, the Lord is blessing you. He is keeping you. He's making his face to shine upon you. He's smiling on you. And he's making you whole. Even now, in Jesus' name, amen. Shalom.